Welcome to the Costello Coaching Podcast, where we talk about developing the human within the athlete. My vision is to enhance people's performance in all aspects of their lives. I hope you enjoy. And we're back at the Costello Coaching Podcast. I'm Tommy Costello with Dr. Stephen Frew, dual PhD in theology and psychology with over 60 years of work in the psychology field. Stephen, today we're getting right to the point. We're talking about tribe, the importance of building a tribe. I just came from San Diego State. I spoke with their team about what it is like to build a tribe, how you go about doing it, and the importance that it carries in your life. So without further ado, Stephen Frew. I'll tell you what, Tommy, what what most of us think when you mention the word tribe, we go ancient, we go native, we go back into it stories about uh, native peoples and so forth. And that, that they, they were tribal people, and that's wonderful. What we're doing is we're kind of giving a very different cast to the word so that you get a different sense of yourself and what you need. That's what we're about today. What do you need? And why does Tommy talk about tribe? Why do I talk about tribe? What do you need? Well, we're looking at tribe as kind of a, your wisdom group, kind of the, the small group of people you slowly gather around yourself who tell the truth, who are truth tellers, who aren't afraid of conflict, who aren't... Um, enamored with you, uh, don't have an agenda for you. And I contrast that to family. Now, somebody said to me recently, actually, my wife said to me recently, that sometimes when I talk about family, it may come across as I'm negativizing family. I'm not at all. I value my family and I value your family deeply, very much. But a family is a conservative influence in most of our lives. Families hold a place where they kind of know who you are and kind of know what they want from you and what they expect from you. They kind of have an agenda about your changes and growth. They hold that place in a similar way that church does. So we're using the concept of tribe today to talk about kind of a rebirth of your wisdom team of who is the most influential and what do you need under, under um, conditions of serious stress. Talked to a baseball player just recently. He talked about how he's working out every day. And I said, boy, that sounds hard. He said, it's not hard. I'm having fun. I said, then you must love it. He said, yeah, if I didn't love it, it wouldn't, it would be hard. Yeah. And the importance of this, um, for people that are performing at a high level, the way that I help people understand tribe and the importance of tribe is when you're out in the arena, when you're the man in the arena, there's a famous speech by Theodore Roosevelt about being, or yeah, Teddy Roosevelt, about man in the arena. And if you don't, if you've never heard it, you should go check that out right now. Press pause and go listen to the man in the arena. But when you are the man in the arena and everybody's staring at you and looking for you for the results, you can't forecast or show anything that exemplifies a lack of confidence. You can't. You can't. And as much as your psychology brain says that you can, you can't. That's my belief. Now, that doesn't mean that you can't show insecurities and vulnerabilities with others. That's for your tribe. Now, the reason that Stephen is talking about family is most of the time where he says a family is conservative is they're going to just have your back to have your back because they're family, they're blood. And sometimes when someone loves you so much, it's really hard for them to shoot you straight. So when you're selecting your tribe, when you're building your tribe, when you're putting people in your corner, when he says you're not afraid of conflict, what he's saying is that these members aren't afraid to shoot you straight. 
Now, here's the caveat. Here's where you got to be careful. A lot of times people build a tribe, but they build a group of complainers. What they do is they get together and they complain. And they, for lack of better terms, bitch and moan, and they just kind of coffee shop talk it. That's not a tribe. A tribe is where you ha- you're vulnerable and you can show up with those people, explain your vulnerabilities, and they're going to do their best to either help you or give you their honest feedback. And that's going to help you become better. It's constructive. Yeah. You know, an idea about tribe that I really like is, is to think of family as um, I'll be home for Christmas. Think of family as a place, a location where you're comfortable and safe and everybody loves you regardless of what you do. And they also have, have as I said earlier, an agenda, right? So it's your family. Whatever the family is, however healthy it is or not so healthy or functional or not so functional, it's still your family. It's a family is a place, the old comic uh, Milton Burrow said, uh, family is a place where they, when you go there, they have to let you in. That's a family. The old comic. The old comic, yes. I don't even know who Milton Burrow is. You don't. You don't know Jack Benny either. I don't I think mean, anyone who listens to this will know who that you're is. You're really, really young. Were they in the 1960s? Or I'm really, really old. <laughs> yeah, One you're, or the other. you're probably old. Or maybe old. both. Yes. So if you think of family as a location, then you think of tribe as a mobile unit. Tribe travels with you wherever you are in the world. The people that you choose and the people that choose you to share your conflicts and your struggles and your challenges, to inspire you and to encourage you and to challenge you in many, many different ways. That's a mobile unit. That's like a SWAT team. That isn't like a location, 225 so-and-so street. It's not that. Clip that, Lucas. That's an Instagram reel right there. A mobile unit. A tribe is a mobile unit. Yeah. The family is the permanent location. Yeah. That's a really good illustration of that because... Think of, I like thinking of like a ancient group of a tribe, right? Like the where you you mentioned in the beginning. Yeah, we think like of American tribes. Indians. You think yeah, of the Aboriginal in Australia. Sure. Yeah, yeah. that's great. Those were tri- tribal people who traveled together. Yeah, and they could count on one another if there was if there was conflict or if there was stress or if there was worries. They went to their people. Um, tribes. I actually something that's within the topic, but. Uh, kind of surrounds this. I have something that's really important to me, and uh, he he would consistently call me chief for about a year. He kept calling me chief, and I thought it was just a joke that like I was in charge, and he'd just call me chief. I was his coach, and he uh, he always called me chief, always called me chief. And then one day we we're doing something hard together, and he goes, "Do you know why I call you chief?" And I said, "No, I've I have no idea." And he has Native American culture in his background and his family lineage. And he said, uh, what's, what's unique about the American Indians is the reason that they had a chief and not a captain or a leader was because the chief was on the ground doing the work with the people. Yeah. And that speaks to the essence of a tribe. Yeah. Is just because you might be the so-called man in charge or the woman in charge doesn't mean that you're not on the ground doing the work with the people. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Only way this podcast grows is if it's shared. So please share it with your friends, family, or anyone you feel like it can help enhance their performance in their life. A little karma goes a long way. Let's get back to the show. Well, there's an interesting concept there also. In leadership coaching, what you know is that leadership shifts. 
It isn't the old idea, General Patton, top down, my way or the highway. That, that's an old idea of leadership. Leadership today is collaborative and leadership switches from person to person to person. And we use the concept natural genius. We'll have a podcast about that. We use the concept natural genius. It's dependent on who is in leadership. We say in leadership rather than the leader because everybody comes at a different place where they can be trusted for a certain point of view or a certain action or a certain perspective. So that takes away from the old idea of chief and comes to a new idea. We say, who's in leadership? Well, if you're talking about your own personal tribe and there's several of you that you trust and that trust you, everybody's going to come at their natural genius is going to be different. Everybody's going to come at it differently. And so if you're talking about a personal challenge, maybe you're, a date. Maybe it's a woman that you're in love with or married to and you're having a challenge. You want to talk to somebody about it. You don't want to go talk to a therapist about it. You want to talk to somebody that you that's your level and your trust. And you'll see that one guy, Bob, will have one perspective on women and Joe will have a different perspective on women. You're wise to be able to listen to both of them and they're wise to be able to tell you how they see it and know that they see it differently than each other. Now, this that's is collaborative. This is cool. You got a minute to answer this. How would you, what would the first step you would take in order to build your tribe? I would take the person that naturally feels like a truth teller to me. I've had friends. You all have had friends. We all have friends. And we like, you know, I like Lucas. I like Tommy. You know, but there's always that person that you say, but you know, Bob always comes at me with, I can trust what he says, even when it's not popular, even when I'm not applauding. He, I can always trust what he says. He's a truth teller. Now, in the old world of the king and his court, he had a jester to tell him the truth. He had a person there that even at the expense of his life would tell the king what was really going on for him. And so you, the first step is to pick a person that you trust that way. Hmm. That's a truth teller that cares about you and doesn't hold back and protect you and defend you. In the coaching world, <laughs> dealing with, it's really good. In the coaching world, dealing with high level professionals, they seek truth tellers. They don't, the, the pros pros don't want you telling them how good they are. The pros pros, every single repetition, you see that? Yeah. They hold you to such a higher standard. I have a story when I was training the Rams offensive line. Um, there was an offensive lineman on the floor, and I was giving him a core exercise to do. And I gave him some specific instruction uh, because he had something going on in his, in his hip. So I was giving him special instruction. And then the next guy came, and he was going to perform the exercise but I didn't give him the special instruction. He had noticed that I gave the previous offensive lineman special instruction. And so he looked at me and he said, coach me. Yeah. I'm staring at a six foot seven, 320 pound guy looking at me saying, coach me. Right. And I was caught off guard. I thought he was kidding at first. And I was, I was young at this and I thought he was kidding. But the reality was the last thing he wanted was that guy before him, even though they were teammates, even though they were training in the offseason, even though it wasn't around a game, he didn't want that guy having an edge on him in one core exercise. Right. That level of focus where as a trainer, as a coach in my role, I become part of people's tribe really fast. That's right. And I have to have a conscious focus of being aware that I'm, 
almost like this guest member in people's tribe and I need to coach them in order to build their own where I can be a guest appearance, I like to think, in their, in their That's tribes. That's a good way to frame it. That's a real good way to frame it because one of the things that happens in leadership is there'll be a lot of people wanting to be part of your tribe and you can't do it. A lot of people will be attracted to you. A lot of people want to be next to seat of power and that want to be next to somebody who's really accomplishing something. So you got to find a, a kind of artful way to say, yeah, you're great and I'm in it for you. I'm a guest in your tribe. But no, it's not part of my tribe. You have to find an artful way to do that. Yeah. Because tribes are shaping devices too. They shape who you are. You may not be aware of it, but what they're responding to and what they're not responding to is shaping. I had a woman years ago I coached, about 55, 60 years old, brilliant, wonderful woman, very attractive, wonderful, accomplished woman. And one day I said to her, you know, I, I don't mean to offend you. And she interrupted me and she said, you can never offend me. I said, what? She said, what you do with me, no man has ever done with me in my life. You tell me the truth. Huh. There it is. There I think it that's is. good right yeah, there. Yeah, right there. That's plenty. So in closing. Yes. In closing. If you listen to this and you're, you're really thinking about it and you're saying, man, who's, who's in my tribe? What do I do with that? Do I even have people I could call upon to be in my tribe? Are they old friends? Have I grown out of those relationships? Is it new people? Do I need a mentor? Where do I find these people? Yeah, good questions. If you're struggling with those questions right now, my first bit of advice to you would be get out of yourself and start doing your best to serve some other people. When you start to go serve other people and help others, it's going to be a direct reflection back on what you need in your life. And that's a brilliant insight right there. It might be hard to find it. Yeah. So just start with the simple step of serving others. And what will end up happening is tribal members will start entering your life. It's and don't like, rush it. Yeah. You, it's not something you want to build by next weekend. No, 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 it, no. This, this happens over time. Yeah. Yeah. Because this is a long-term tribe. Yes. You don't want this to be a short stay. Yes. You don't want this to be a hookup and it's over. Right. You want this to be a lasting relationship. So that takes time. Last comment about that. Watch out for the language. We have a lot of language here. We talked about yes, no, and maybe. We talked about your standards. We talked about your voice. We talked about your tribe. We're, next time, we're going to talk about discipline. A lot of words that we're using are really powerful words. So be careful not to use the words kind of flippantly, like you've already built your tribe. No, you haven't. Yeah, yeah. These This, this work um, has been coming up on three years of work now. Yeah. Three years of of conversing and working diligently at these concepts that we're kind of glossing over maybe a little lightly in these types of dialogues, but we're just trying to pack as much new information into 20 minutes as, as possible. That's right. Good. Thanks, Tommy. Thanks, Steve. Thank you. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you benefited from this. Give the show a follow, share it and comment what you'd like to hear more of so we can help more people perform in all aspects of their lives. 